Welcome to the Idiot Exclaiming Entertainment Extravaganza, only on GamingUncensored.com. It's E4. Hey, what is up? Welcome to E4 2023. We've been doing this for a long time. I'm Tommy. That's Jamie. Uh, we are getting a head start on E4 this year because Sony got a head start on E4 this year. Yes, so they did. We- we are we are pumped to be doing E4. I I didn't know until yesterday that we were going to be doing E4 today. <laughs> like it just we'll get into that here in just a second. Uh, but uh, uh, happy that we are. Uh, it is fun to get started with E4 early and and go along with it this year, which I think will be be great. So remember what I talked about last week when when you were talking about preloading games and and debating on waiting to stay up to play Zelda and all that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw that the uh, state of play was happening, right? And and the one thing that I would complain about with Sony is that they start the live stream like 40 minutes early every time. Yeah. And you just get music and that blue screen. And so, like, <laughs> like, what happened yesterday was I saw it was live on YouTube, and I was like, cool, I'm going to watch this live. And and I sat there for like two minutes and I was like, you know, I got about six hours of Zelda to get through. I got other stuff to do. I don't have time to wait on this thing to start. And so I yep. was there, which never happened. I was there while they were live <laughs> and literally clicked off to go to something else and watched it last night after it was over. So... Yep. I have been so nose in Zelda. I wasn't even aware it was happening. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at Twitter. I haven't looked at the news, which usually I'm, I'm pretty on top of that stuff. But I have spent every waking free moment playing Zelda <laughs> for the past two weeks <laughs> let, let me... that I just had no clue until I saw something pop up on Twitter about uh, Spider-Man, which we'll talk yeah. about. I was like, oh, crap, that was today. <laughs> so, yes, I also caught up on it after the fact, but let... because I was obsessed with Zelda. Let me just chime in and tell y'all how obsessed he is. Okay? And it's the most fabulous thing ever. Gonna sound really negative, but it's not. I have spent, for the last two weeks, two hours a day, every day, watching you play Zelda. And I'm still, like, three hours behind. Yeah. Like I, I cannot keep up for the life. I have no idea how you're doing it. I told Jennifer last night. I said I'm so behind. She goes, "You never mind. You're always you. You're always like ahead of everything." I said, "I know. Tommy's going crazy. He's on vacation. <laughs> he hasn't done it. I can't keep up." Um, and and seriously, honestly, two hours a day, every day, uh, watching Zelda. And I told you before we turn on the mics that this is going to be an interesting discussion because after several hours of watching you play this game, I feel differently about this game, about this particular Zelda, than I ever have before in my life. And I don't know if you want to just jump into that or or what, but... 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so b- before we jump into it, let me just really quick. Patreon guys, big thanks to uh, to all the Patreon guys. Cabbage, Jose, Narc, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, and Leek. Uh, thank you guys, as always. Thank you guys for buying Zelda for us. Yeah. We are getting a lot of uh, a lot of use out of it. Uh, and we are officially into E4 now. Yes. So uh, we, we will have content coming for you uh, if you are a current Patreon subscriber or interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber. Uh, go by GamingUncensored.com and click that Become a Patron link uh, to uh, to support us yeah. over there. Uh, as mentioned, this show is going to be two things. We're going to talk a lot about Zelda. We're going to talk a lot about Sony. Yes. I mean, there's other stuff that's happened in gaming news world, but that's where we are right now. Uh, so we will talk about Zelda, then we'll talk about Sony. So buckle up. That's, yes. uh, that's what you're in for at this point. So that's... That said, yes, let's uh, let's get into all things Zelda because you and I have not talked about no, it we at not. all yet. This is our first conversation about this game that we've had in person, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I I am I am I am excited also, but like I said, this one's different. First, I will start to say it's it's really good. Uh, if you like Breath of the Wild, this is Breath of the Wild 2.0. Uh, it's really good. It's really beautiful. I, I am seeing things that just like make my jaw drop <laughs> yes. with with some of the skyboxes and some of the things that they have built. And you just look up and you're at the top of a mountain and it's just gorgeous. And it's all the same stuff that we dealt with with Breath of the Wild. Uh, lots of climbing, lots of exploring, lots of shrines. Uh, it's, it's all that with these new abilities, which I'll complain about in a minute. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about, and I feel like the Gestapo is going to come into my house and beat down my door and take me away for saying what I, what I'm about to say, but watching you play Zelda is kind of like watching a golf tournament. (laughs) <laughs> right, like you, like like you're going along there for like thirty or forty minutes, and it's quiet and it's serene, and you can just like fall asleep. And then there's like ten minutes of action, so you wake up a little bit, and 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 you're like, then you're into it, and then you go along for thirty or forty minutes, and it's real quiet and serene, and there's pastures. And, Soft music and nobody says anything. And so, yeah. and so it's real easy to just like get lost in it. Like several yeah. times while you were playing this, I had the thought, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, I don't know what quest he's <laughs> on. Like, I don't yeah. know where he's at. It's very much like oblivion in that way, in that if you're not paying attention, you can get lost. And this is yeah. this is one of those like I can see if you go, if you play it and play it, play it, and then you take off for a week or two, you put it back up and you go, wait, where where was I? <laughs> and, and um and the other thing is let me let me address that thing before okay. you get into another thing. Let's let's yeah. talk about that point because I think that's a good point uh, to to hit on because I I you're definitely onto something and it's different than I play almost any other game. Right. Um, we uh we talked about um when Breath of the Wild came out uh this this idea of like the organic playthrough which I didn't yeah. I don't think 
Breath of the Wild was the first game I had that thought with, but like I definitely approached Breath of the Wild that way of like, I don't want to know anything you, about this game. I'm not looking up guides. I'm not like, I'm just going to experience this game. I'll tell you what and, it was. I know what the first one was. It was Wind Waker. Well, I mean, because we used the guide for tons of Wind Waker. I don't remember. Did we? Yeah, because we definitely did. We, I remember looking up stuff for Wind we, Waker. It was a lot later after that. Yeah, that, that, that kind of concept came about. Um, but that that one of the things uh, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. Like, obviously, that play style worked for me <laughs> with Breath of the Wild. I adore that game. But I also missed some things. Biggest amongst them that we found out later on was just the Korok seeds and, and, and increasing your inventory, something that uh, we didn't discover until quite late right. into that game because it just didn't ever look it up. Uh, and so I haven't approached uh, Tears of the Kingdom quite that same way. I've looked at a couple of things. I've kept it really minimal. But like, hey, I want to make sure I upgrade my inventory. When am I going to run across, you know, right. Korok, dude? And and so figure that out. I've got a billion Korok seeds right now. I need to go find them again so I can update. But anyway, you know, there's just a few things like that of like, okay, I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything super obvious. But aside from that, I'm still taking that same approach, which so far in this game, and I don't know, I put 20 hours yeah, at least. into this game. Yeah, I have done... Nothing. Basically zero story. Nothing. <laughs> like, I, and, and, so little story. Like it's just been like living in the world and exploration. And it's it's what Breath of the Wild did so well. And I followed the story path more in Breath of the Wild early on because I didn't know what I was getting into at that point. Tears of the Kingdom, I know what it is. Like I know it's Breath of the Wild too. Like I know what this game is going to play like and I know all the things I loved about Breath of the Wild and most of it was what's that <clears throat> thing over there? Let's go find out. And that's what I've spent the majority of my time in, in Tears of the Kingdom so far. So it's been almost no story because we're, you know, 20 hours in and I've barely touched the main storyline uh, and I'm still loving every second of it. So that's uh, that's point one uh, on yours. You're absolutely right. Uh, it, is, uh, it is very much that way so far. I, and and, and uh, it, it's, I decided this morning that the reason it is that way is that you're doing something right now that we haven't done in a long time. And you're right, you didn't do it with Breath of the Wild. And I haven't done it in a game in a long time. It's not that you're exploring. It is that while you're exploring, you are grinding. It's a very grindy RPG kind of a thing. There's a lot of grinding going on. I don't yes. know if you've noticed that, but but I realized this morning because I watched like an hour this morning and I was like, this is what I, is kind of uncomfortable. This is what I'm what I'm not really sure that I like I I feel like it's going slow, but it's going slow because we're having to grind and we haven't done that in a long time. And to be fair, we're not having to grind. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it's a a uh, conscious decision on my part. Like the best part of Breath of the Wild was shrines, right? Uh, and so in Tears of the Kingdom, like I'm like, oh, there's a shrine way to crap over there. I'm gonna go to it, and I'm gonna chase every rabbit figuratively or sometimes yes. literally <laughs> that I find along the path between point A and point B. Like it's we talk so much about uh, Hogwarts yeah. getting off of you know uh, uh, playing Hogwarts and coming into this of Hogwarts being this open world that was we use the term a whole bunch of times an inch deep and a mile wide. 
And that like the first show we had after we played Hogwarts, we were like, ah, fast travel. We're never going to use that because we want to see this world. And then the second show, we were like, oh, yeah, we use fast travel yeah. all the time now because the world's really not all that compelling once you get into it. Zelda is like, I, I, I'm not interested in, in fast travel for the most part. There's exceptions to that. The world's yeah. just so big is you're going to use it at some point. But like, I got a horse really early on. I have not nope. got the horse out of stable. I, I don't want to move that fast through this world. I want to see every little thing. And still with the knowledge, I'm just missing a ton of little things because the world is so rich and so deep and there's so many little things to reward your curiosity in it. It just, it's the opposite of what like Hogwarts was. Hogwarts was very, very repetitive in its open world. Zelda, while having plenty of repetition in it, finds ways to keep those things fresh and interesting and fun still. And so you just don't want to miss any little things. And so it's just a, a very different kind of approach. I'm sure there's going to be a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my horse, but it's not yet. What? Uh, and, and I would much rather launch out of a tower and paraglide than I would, you know, one of the grindy things that I did is I was like, I got to get my stamina up yep. because I want to be able to glide way more than I'm able to glide currently because that's my favorite way of exploring this world. And so I focus on shrines and every shrine I've done so far, aside from, I think, one that went to a heart, it's been to get my stamina up. I've got the two full wheels of stamina at this point. I'm like, okay, now I feel like I can navigate this world the way that I want yeah. to. And, and and to me, I'm, I'm glad that you that you brought up the story because I was thinking this morning, if you really think about it, this is this sounds really bad in my head. <laughs> if you really think about it, Zelda doesn't have that much story. Like it, we know what the story is. Okay, Ganon the Wag. World's coming to an end. There's evil <laughs> right. stuff. Like Zelda's Some missing. Point get the master sword like, back. Like we yeah, we know it, what it the is. story yes. is, right? So <laughs> so I was thinking this morning as I'm watching you play this because that little question came into my brain. Like, okay, when are when are we gonna get the story? And I'm like, we know what the story is. That's not the point of this. The entire point of this of this playground i'm gonna call it yeah is is based on gameplay and, and that's what it is and i because of the abilities that you have they're having you do some things that have never been done in zelda and they're they're able to use some uh Use some of those abilities with some different puzzles that I that I think is really cool. And the uh, the the thing that I really love about it, it's like I was watching you do a shrine yesterday where you had to get a ball across the water and set it on a plate, and you spent like thirty minutes trying to rig up this raft to get it across <laughs> the water. I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, dude, screw the puzzle, just pick it up. And finally <laughs> you did. It took you like 30 minutes to get because you're trying to like rig up this raft and like get the ball and the stick. I'm like, dude, just pick it up. And it, yeah. it looks like it it looks like it breaks 
the puzzle, but what it adds to Zelda that we've never had before is the ability to to do things differently that, like, I understand how they built that particular shrine and you're supposed to set up the raft and you're supposed to do the motors and all that crap like you were trying to do. But now, because we have these abilities, if you can think of another way to get something across with your abilities, that counts. You still get the music. You still get, you know. (laughs) Yes. To that point, there's another shrine. I don't know where you're at, if you've seen it or not yet, uh, that I spent a lot of time on kind of in the opposite way that I walked in and I was like, oh, here's really obviously how to do this shrine. I guess one where there's like a, you, you got to take these little pieces and make like the same shape and you match them. And right. And you can do either side. I have not seen that one yet. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Cause you Cause were... I don't do it yeah. that way. Cause I was like, that's not the most fun well, way they... I can think of, of trying to accomplish this. And so I did it a completely different way that like, there's two parts to the shrine and the first part I was able to get it to work. And the second part I tried, it was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. And so the... let's go back and do it the way that you're supposed to do it. But I love that. Right. Like it's, that's one of the really fun parts of the game is that you just go, okay, here's maybe pretty obviously what they want me to do, or here's probably the most obvious way to get this done. But what if we try to do it this way? What if we do something really stupid and try to make it work? And and half the time it doesn't. And every once in a while it does. And it's like, that was really fun. You spent 40 minutes on that one that you're talking about. Trying to to get... It was such an easy shrine. Trying to get the shape to fit. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I just want to do something different than the way that they obviously designed this because it's one of the brilliant things about this game. I mean should Nintendo's credit what the brilliance of this game is, is that they design puzzles knowing that a lot of people aren't going to do it the way that like is the most obvious design path. And that you have a million other options of how to do that. And there's been a few of the puzzles. I'm like, I have no idea what you wanted me to do here. I got it done (laughs) my own way. I guarantee the way I got it done wasn't what you intended, but I don't know what you intended. So So I, you know, and it's so fun. On the other side of that, they're like, as fun as some of this is, I'm looking at some of the abilities going, really? And the one that really bugs me <laughs> is the is the ascend ability. ability. Uh-huh. I like I hate it because I'm like I'm I'm like, okay, are we playing Zelda or are we in the Matrix? Like it, it, right. it looks like <laughs> it looks like the legend of Neo because you're, you know, stopping time and doing all kinds of like I'm cool with the stop time ability, but that ascend ability I hate because you you just like go through solid surfaces and there's <laughs> yes. there's like no explanation and I'm like, wait, like <laughs> I understand it's a video game, check your brand to the door, but like that's the one ability to me that doesn't fit. Like, why can he all of a sudden get through solid rock? I don't understand. And I feel like it's cheap, but it's also very useful. Yes, I like it. And this is kind of what my mindset and my approach to it has been is I like it as a puzzle solving tool. And so I use it in puzzle solving. 
I don't use it in exploration very often, other than times that you have to. There are right. times that it forces you to use that, that you go into a cave or something, which we'll get into the map and the world and all that stuff here in a second, because we got to talk about that too. Uh, but you go into a cave or something and that like you fall down in a hole and there's no way out other than to use the ascend. And, and you know, that's fine. It's, it's another way to navigate the world. But I've, I've used it fairly sparingly, even with, you know, like one of the websites that I was like, let's find like beginner tips and tricks and one of the ones is always like don't forget you have the ascend ability that you can get out and i'm like i'm gonna forget i have it you know most of the time I'm, that's not gonna be my my right. first like oh let's just zap through the ceiling well, get out. Uh, to get out of this space you give me some reason why he can do that i might buy that but right now he's just like morphing through through solid yeah. rock and i'm i'm not <laughs> like i'm not okay with that like it's, it's a little strange no that's uh that's fair uh and again yeah you, you don't have to use it but it's a it's a handy tool this got me out of a bind a couple of times uh and has created some that was that one puzzle specifically that we're talking about that i broke it or not broke it but did it a completely different way than they designed it my approach was completely around the ascendability i've built this like weird structure and then floated it and then used the reverse time and right. then ascended through the structure yeah. to get over this door that you could have just like positioned the blocks correctly and it would have unlocked right. i was like this will be more interesting and more fun to do it this way uh and so that was a case where i was like i'm definitely going to use this ability for puzzle solving purposes but again I've, in navigation the world it's not something that i've used hardly at all except for when you really have to and there are those times so but it is like it's just the the, the fact that it gives you basically all the abilities right at the beginning of the game you don't get all of them there's like one spot still open in that little wheel that i don't know what it is again i'm not going to go look for it i'm going to be happy and surprised whenever we figure out what that like last little slot is for there but for the most part it gives you the abilities right at the beginning of the game you get your little bionic hand thing and it does all these fun things and it just kind of lets you out into the world to go do it however you want to do it and you can go straight to the end of the game from the beginning of the game. Apparently I mean, speedrunners have done it in like an hour and a half that you can beat the game, wow. uh, you know, like, so you can yeah. just go like straight to whatever the like final like thing is, if you want to, Tough. uh, but that's the whole point of the game is just the opposite of that, you know, and it's, that's the brilliant design of the game. So sent me one of those speed runs and I'm like, dude, I'm not even watching that. I know. Yeah, I you, can't touch anything you, like you that can, for a long time. <laughs> what I said to him is you cannot speed run a game like this. Are you a freaking Nazi? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly. It is the opposite. Like it is a slow burn. Like that's going back to your like golf analogy with it. And I, you know, uh, it, it, it's a slow burn game. Like it's a game. that If you rush through, you're just not going to get the experience of it. Well, and that's the beauty of it. And what well, it's the beauty of it, but it's also, you really have to have your mindset because while you're running around and you're doing all the stuff and you're exploring and oh, there's a shrine and there's a cave and, I fell down a well and there's this dude with a sword <laughs> that's trying to cut my head off. And like there's rock monsters and the trees are attacking you. And like, <laughs> can I mention the trees really quick? The fact that like, you're just walking around and suddenly like a tree pops out of the ground and like starts waylaying on you. Like, it's just a spectacular. I, I, <laughs> just the of, first time it happened, I was like, what the crap is this? <laughs> all, all of that is great. I love it. What drives me nuts. And I actually had the thought in my head 
was the last time that you went to town. I was like, oh, crap, he's going to town, and we're going to be here for like a half hour. And all these people talk <laughs> yeah. too much. Like, like that's when, that's when like, you got to get up and get a snack or something. Yep. Like, <laughs> and I, I said something. I said something to you when we started. The UI is great. For the most part, the text is an appropriate size that I can sit a distance from my TV and read most of the text. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not complaining about the UI the way I was with Hogwarts because they did a great job. Because I'm not, yeah. I don't have to be right in front of my TV to to know what's going on. There's just so much. And so, yeah. and so, when you go to town and you're talking, it's like ah, I gotta go to something else. Like, or, or, or let me just. And this is maybe something that Nintendo needs to fix. There's a lot of repetitive stuff that happens going in into shrines, coming out of shrines. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I, <laughs> I, uh, I watched you I watched you cook like twice, and now when you go to a campfire and start cooking, I'm like scrolling through. I'm like I'm not watching him. Yes, like there, yeah. There, there is again, it, it, the game is designed as a slow burn, and that's the brilliance of it in a lot of ways. But there are a few ways where that gets very clunky. Uh, the the shrines at the end of the shrines, it goes through that whole thing every time, which you can skip. And I've started skipping them more. So yeah. when you get caught up Good. with me, you'll see me skipping those more. But what I usually use those for is when I get done with the shrine, I'm like, "Ooh, okay, now let me go like check my email real quick or go get a drink of water <laughs> while it's playing out this animation." So I usually get up and walk away. You'll notice that they hang up there. There's one part that you have to press a button at the end of every yeah. shrine, and that's why they. Because yeah. I'm just like, ah, I'll let that play. Uh, but the the cooking and crafting kind of really cooking uh, is the only thing so far. Uh, it's clunky. I wish that that was better. Um, and I, I've looked a little bit to see if there's a system that's better for that. It just is like having to go to your inventory and hold ingredients, even with like the recipe things that you can pull up a recipe and it'll pre grab all those ingredients. It's still just a clunky, clunky interface. It just takes time and it's fine, but yeah, it's, it, it doesn't feel like time well spent. There's a lot of the slow burn in the game that I really enjoy. You know, that's not one of them. That can, one's just a, a little bit of a pain, but can I go off? Can I go off the rails for a minute? Because I, I'm not saying that I dislike the cooking. I think the cooking is great, and yes. and and I feel that way. It's been a couple of weeks since we did a, did a show, and I've been to my parents' house in the last couple of weeks, and I got to play three or four hours of Fallout uh, while I was there last time, and I'm going to do that again this weekend. One of the things that they added to Fallout 4 that I love so much is the ability to cook food and have it and not have to worry about packs and not have to, like, you can take care of yourself just by stopping home somewhere right. and cooking up some food and leaving. And I feel the same way about this. It's great. I'm not saying that I don't like the ability cook what i'm the, saying is you need to clean it up yes the the idea is fantastic the gameplay element is fantastic the mechanics of it yeah aren't great it just and it's again it's in their design like 
Zelda is a minimalist design game. And even in this big open world, complex world, like so much of the design is still very minimalist at its heart. And, and this is one place where the UI design is very minimalist. They don't want a bunch of menus. They don't want you navigating through lots of different things. Like we played Hogwarts, which was fairly clunky UI. We played God of War, which why I really like the UI of God of War. There was a lot to it. You're going through lots of layers of menus and, and you know, like sub screens and that kind of stuff. Zelda very obviously doesn't want to be that. It doesn't want to have all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, here's all your ingredients in this big giant box. And good luck finding the one thing that you're looking for in this big giant box that gives you like four different sorting options three of which aren't useful at all for the cooking application. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it just is like, I, I want to like be able to sort it in different ways. I want to be able to exclude, like filter out certain things and just stuff like that. That would be more clunky. That would be a more complex UI, which is part of the reason that they didn't do it, but it would make the process so much easier. And <laughs> I, I do wish that that was different. I it's one of the very, very few complaints I have, but Fair. I really do wish that that there was a little more instructions about not only the food but different combinations because I feel like you have stuff in your inventory to build special arrows or 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 some kind of special s sword type implement <laughs> that that yes. would really help you, but it doesn't like it doesn't tell you like. You have to right. you have to figure out that if you want if you want to do a fire arrow, it's a, it's an arrow plus a plus a plus a what do they call those fire flowers? Yeah, whatever the fruit yeah, is. Yeah, fire fire fruit or fire. Fruit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it doesn't tell you any of that. Like, hey, try this. Um, yes, and, and I, but it, I wish it doesn't tell you explicitly that what it does really well is it puts you in a position where it's like I just had one. I was playing right before we started the show, and so I have one of these that's right on my mind because it happened an hour ago. And so uh, I was in a shrine, and there's like this place where you got to ascend to the top, and all you have around you is a bunch of rockets. I'm it's a little spoilery here, just all right, in case well, you I'm gonna like watch me, it I'm later. Of course, not for yeah. you, but for anybody else listening that's played Zelda. You're figuring out all this stuff already. Uh, but, uh, and so uh, there's just all these rockets hanging around, and then there's two shields over to the side. And so I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I'm going to attach all these rockets to a shield. I'm going to stand on a shield. I'm going to lift myself out. So I did that, attached all the rockets to a shield, went to go jump on the shield, and I can't stand on the shield. Like, right. the game doesn't allow you to stand on a shield. And I was like, Oh, I have not tried that. Did it know that that I just spent all this time attaching these rockets to the shield and I can't stand on this shield. So I'm like, okay, well, let me do this. Let me grab this shield, like actually wield the shield and then I'll just like fuse the rocket to it and like see what happens. And sure enough, yeah. like as soon as I hit fuse with the rocket, I just shot up into the air. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a cool mechanic, you know, <laughs> like that, like I wouldn't have known if the game hadn't have put me in this room where I need to figure that out in order to get out of this room. And I would have been using a million times already in the game up until this point, but I didn't know it because it just hadn't come right. up yet. And there's going to be those things. And I actually really like that. You just don't know all those things at the beginning. It's one of the reasons that I'm avoiding like 
all the tips and tricks pages about all this stuff because there's a billion different things you can do in the game. And I do want to have the fun of discovering some of those things organically because I giggled, you yeah. know, like when I like, like that's really the rocket cool. to the yeah. shield. And if I would have read off of IGN that I could do that, like I would have just been like, oh, attach the rocket to the shield, zip up and like, oh, that was cool. But I wouldn't have had that experience of like being like, that was cool cool like that was something that i didn't know was going to happen right. and that happened and that's where if it pops up like a little box that says hey did you know you can attach a rocket to your shield and this will happen you would go oh okay now i know but if you just get put in a room where you have a shield and some rockets sitting around you gotta go what do i do with these things when you figure it out it just gives you that much more reward and that's one of the things that the game does so well it doesn't hold your hand with stuff it's just like good luck you know like and that's why the shrines are well, so fun is because they're like they give you a hint in the shrine name and then whatever you run into you're like okay i kind of get what you're trying to do but you feel accomplished figuring it out because it doesn't hold your hand with stuff to it, it, sorry one more thing <laughs> just because it popped into my head right there it's the opposite of what i thought about hogwarts where the puzzles in hogwarts were all the exact same thing once you figured out how to do the arithmetic puzzles they were all the same. There was no reward in figuring those out. Shrines and Zelda are the exact opposite. Like every one of them is rewarding because you just got to figure it out, even though it's the same mechanics. And, and that's what's brilliant about it. Well, go ahead. What I was going to mention two things on that, I didn't realize until yesterday. It occurred to me, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but the shrines very clearly have an order, right? Like, I, I don't know if. If you if you realize that because you walk into a combat shrine and it was about throwing your weapon and and it's very clear to me that some of these shrines they wanted you to play early on but we were already twenty or thirty hours in and we already done some of this stuff and so and so that's I think the shrines very clearly have an order, but they don't tell you that. They're, they're right. Like, <laughs> unless you look it up in a guide, you, you know, right. you're not going to follow that order. Yeah. And so... For sure. I'm, I'm curious about the combat shrines in particular. If they, like, if the individual shrines adjust based off of how many combat shrines you've done. The puzzle shrines aren't that way at all. But the combat shrines, I do wonder if, like, they are like, okay, this is your third combat shrine, regardless of where it is on the map, this is what you need to learn in your third combat shrine. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. The order in which we have experienced them has felt very natural, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that's because the game is doing it, or it's just the order we've ran into them. I, I don't... There is that element. I don't know that Nintendo would have built that in. I think they just stuck them... I don't either. Stuck them in yeah. the world, and, you know, we <laughs> find them when we find them. And um, then you, like, are like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that ability forever, or I wish I would have known this ability 30 hours ago. Right. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. that's how it works. And again, it's it's that's not a knock. I think that's one of the brilliant things of the game. So let's go back to the slow burn for a second. We're totally going to run out of show. We're not even going to get Sony. Uh, yeah. The the thing that is crazy to me is we we complain a lot uh, about how we don't have time, and you know we don't have time for an eighty hundred hour game. That's what this is. Yeah. And may, maybe for the first time in a while, because you've got 
you've got the mainland, you've got you've got the underground, which just barely touched. Yeah. We're, we're starting to figure out what's going on with the underground. Then you got the stuff up above, and and you I saw you do a deal uh yesterday where you were way up in the sky and you put a couple rockets on a block and you went over to another floating block and there was a rock con- construct there and you got your clock cleaned and <laughs> yes. then you totally just decided to bail out. You were like, screw this. I'm not high enough yep. level for this. I'm out. Um, I put a marker there. That's that's yeah. been my like. I'm like, okay, uh, there's a boss I can't beat yet. Like, let me put a marker there. I'll come back to you. Yeah, and, and yes, it, it's it's so big. And, yes, and Let, on that because one of the very few negative reviews I read about the game was about the fact that they basically recycled the map, which is a dumb complaint. But whatever, like I get why you would say okay, like you're not adding you know to map but that's also a very dumb complaint once you play the game because they've added tons to the map you've got yeah. the whole surface world that you had before that's undergone quite a few changes but then you have sky islands you have the depths and you have all these caves that yeah the caves are everywhere the too the cave system is super cool the wells are cool like they've just taken the map that they had before and instead of like saying okay we're just going to expand the borders of it they said, we're going to make it deeper and higher and did that in a way that's really, really compelling. So that even, the, I mean, it's been several years since I played Breath of the Wild. I don't remember the map all that no. well. So there's a lot of stuff that's fresh and a lot of stuff that's familiar, which gives you that good balance. But nothing in the sky and nothing in the depths is stuff that we've ever experienced before. And there's as much of that content now as there is kind of surface world content. It's just yeah, it's crazy how big the game is. It, and we're going, like, seriously, I'm on, this is every bit of 100 hours. And mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm on, you know, probably 20 or so hours, we feel like at the, this point. I've unlocked three towers. Yeah. Of, I don't know how many, whatever it is, 10 or whatever it is in the total game. Like, and, and that one of them I've just gotten to. And I'm just starting to explore that area. And the other two areas, there's still parts of it I haven't explored. You know, like, right. It's just massive. And, and the towers, like, the, the way that they did it, that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about, how easy it is to get up and down. Like, if you want to go up in the sky and look around, you yep. just shoot yourself out of a tower like a rocket. And, <laughs> and it's so rewarding. And, like, every time I see you do it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and and then the underground, like the, the wells are different from from the catacombs or whatever they're the the, the depths. The depths. Uh, and and the wells are interesting to me because there's when you go down into a well, like you don't know what's in there. There might be an enemy, there might be some frogs, there might be some whatever. I mean, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get when you go in there. And, like, I didn't get the whole story of why the lady wanted you to count the wells. I know that there's a reason for that, but some lady wants you to count the wells yeah. for some 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 reason. So you <laughs> yeah. go back to her and you get paid for every well that you found. And I'm, I'm, t- there's just so much to do. And I wonder, 
some of it's stupid, like the guy with the sign. They keep putting the signs up, and he calls him the president. And he can't hold them up, and he can't figure out how to like make that work until you get there. It's like, bro, wait, what are you on mushrooms? What's your deal, man? Um, uh, like, so some of it's really dumb. Like the 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 one where you uh, the one where you were on the beach, and there was the old man with the car with the toys. Like, yes. I, I couldn't figure out, like, it, it's obviously a mini game, and you're picking those up, and he's paying you, but, like, why was he startled? Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I didn't because really get all of that. That's a, I, they've used that a lot in this game. I don't remember in Breath of the Wild. They may have used it a lot in Breath of the Wild, but, like, Link is this silent type, you know, this, yeah. like, which he does talk because yeah. he interacts you just with don't people. Hear you just it. never hear it or see it. But like they kind of play to that because mm-hmm. you startle people all the time in the game that they're like talking to each other or just talking to themselves. And then like they're like, ah, where'd you come from? Yeah. It just cracks me up every time. Yeah. Uh, that's just like a trope that they use uh, in the game for whatever reason. And then you, yeah, sometimes it turns into something where you have like a little quest or mini game or whatever on it. But it cracks me up. It's nonsensical, yeah. like so much of it is. Another thought I had, you know, because uh, Elden Ring was such a big deal, and, yeah. and people love Elden Ring, and we, you know, gave Elden Ring some time, and 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 you know, it is what it is. It's not my cup of tea, uh, and and that's fine. It, it's a lot of people's cup. We'll of tea. go back to it at some point, but like, you know, yeah, but it it's not something that I couldn't put down. Like Zelda, I just can't put down. Like I'm not touching anything else. I I got I got to like, say this, but this is just a second on on the Elden Ring point. Like this is what like people who love Elden Ring experience is what I experience with Zelda. You know, like yeah. it's my Elden Ring. Like it's that thing that like it's just so like well done, well put together, and captivating. That like I'm totally cool with kind of the nonsense of it too, you know, <laughs> like the Elden Ring nonsense, at least from my perspective, is that you got this just story that makes no sense. You know, you got this very convoluted, like whatever, like nebulous story. It's you make your own story in your journey, kind of thing, whatever. And we've talked about that with Elden Ring. But Zelda has all of its ridiculousness too, but the, it it scratches an itch better for me than what Elden Ring does, and so I put up with all the ridiculousness and find it charming and interesting and all that kind of stuff, like. When you get that like gameplay right, and for me, Zelda is that gameplay that's executed like just about as well as possible. Like the rest of the game just kind of becomes like a, a charming thing <laughs> because you enjoy doing it so much. So Logan has been watching you play. I don't know if you've read the comments, but Logan from the Facebook page. Uh-huh. Has, I have not noticed. Has, has, so you go over there and just pull those up. You've got comments <laughs> on nearly every video. Um, <laughs> I, and, and and I to to uh, to me it it is I wonder if Okay, we know I'm trying to figure out a way to put this politely. I'm wondering to myself, because you're right, it's fabulous, and we have all this new ground to cover and all these different things that that we can go and do. 
And I'm wondering that uh, you read comments now. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just have to say, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for just saying, there's just so many funny things that happen in the game. And so there's one where like, I was trying to rescue one of the like Korok buddies. Yeah. So you got to get it back to his friend. I put the rocket on backwards. Yeah. Logan time stamped it. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many times in the game that I've literally laughed out loud when something's happened. Yeah. It just cracked and, me and up. <laughs> I'm just like, that, oh, that was, Dumb, but amazing like even in your failures it's fantastic that's Sorry. that's what i was about to get to. i'm glad you said that because that's what i was about to get to i wonder when this is over if they will have enough to d- to do it again because i think you can do this in this way for two maybe three games and then you got to do something else and I think with the abilities, they they gave themselves enough new that that I think they can get away with it. And now they've got a whole five years before they have to worry. Okay, what are we going to do next? Because the the point that that from that review that you said it, it is essentially the same map, except that now you have the sky and the ground and the. Not a lot from Breath of the Wild has changed. Like you're dropped back in this in this place, and yeah, the landmarks have changed and evil and there's chasms and whatever. But it's it's still the same place that you were with Breath of the Wild, and that's great. And and I I really wonder. If anybody look, I know everybody looks at a game like this, but I really wonder how it's going to change gameplay for other titles that are like it. Because you know, Breath of the Wild changed some stuff. Uh, yeah, back in the day, Elden Ring doesn't exist if it's not for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'll like. give you that. <laughs> and so, what I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is. Nintendo, the next time that they, when we start hearing about the next Zelda, I feel like they're going to have to go a different direction than they have with these two. And and lucky for them, this one works so well, but I don't think they can do it again. I Um, I agree with that 100%. It's it's such a, a tricky thing, and I was already worried about this game because... Like, Nintendo doesn't do direct sequels to Zelda games. Like, it just, like, hasn't really ever happened. Like, even games that are similar, like, they're not really nearly as a direct sequel as this is. This is a pretty direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yep. And that's a risky thing to do, but they they kept enough of the familiarity of it that made the first game so great while adding in new abilities, which is obviously the big thing, the kind of constructive, creative side of what you do in this game. That's such a driving factor to gameplay. And keeping the the map expanding in creative ways makes it work. But you can't do it again. There's just no way. And so there is a big question to me, too, of where does the franchise go? Because you can't just because the franchise has always been defined by reinventing itself. Yep. Breath of the Wild, there's not a single other Zelda game that's anything like Breath of the Wild until now. 
because they did direct sequel of it. But it was vastly different than every other Zelda game that's ever existed. I love the franchise. The earliest game I remember playing is the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about on this show my experience with Link of the uh, Link to the Past of Kicking finding chickens. an old friend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> finding an old friend and calling the Nintendo hotline when we got stuck because this was before the internet, you know, when we were like eight years old or whatever it was paying 99 cents a minute to get unstuck and linked to the past. Like this has been a franchise that's been with me my whole gaming life. And part of the reason it has is because it continues to reinvent itself and do things differently. And so they've done this twice and they've executed incredibly well twice, but they've got to do something new and inventive and different next time. One thing I will say is if you've always wanted to watch Tommy play games on YouTube, <laughs> you just couldn't deal with the massive pauses. The reason I am so far behind is because dude is going hardcore. Like there's a, yes. there's a part, there's a pause in there or two. But for the most part, if the video you're looking at says two hours, it's two hours. And and, and, and God bless Nintendo, because the best thing they did for this game for me personally, and I, I assume this is for me personally, because it makes no sense for anybody else, but releasing it when they released it, just at the point where my life opens up, where I, it was literally the week after my semester ended that they put this out. I mean, like the, the uh, le- least busy part of my professional uh calendar right now annually like thank you nintendo so i get to put all this time into this game and and for those of you for those of you that have never watched if if you want to watch this is the one to watch because (laughs) and and specifically go to youtube and find uh where logan has commented because he will point out all the stupid things that i've done and they are very entertaining i'm just if you saw me like chuckling on the patreon video several times just then uh is because i was looking at all the things that i did i (laughs) i saw i saw a couple of them and just started laughing yes and it's that's again it's one of the best parts of the games that even in your failures it's still rewarding because it just cracks you up like it's elder ring to me in my failures was frustrating yeah like there was no levity in, in dying and and elden ring and it was hard for me to go okay let me try that again but like screwing up in zelda it's almost always funny it's <laughs> so like, that was fantastic let me do it again i'm sorry I, I felt i felt so bad that i laughed so hard but you were you had shot yourself out of the tower and you were very clearly <laughs> trying to land somewhere you just totally went. <laughs> and he just hits the ground and it's like splat. And, and that was like yesterday. Like, like I can tell. I know you, what Bowie you're talking you about. You were aiming. You were right there. You were on. And then all of a sudden it was like splat. <laughs> yep i know exactly the moment because i was like two inches away from getting there and i just couldn't quite get it <laughs> yeah you just flat yeah. and it's, it, again it's one of those moments that i laughed out loud like i was like that was I, phenomenal even in fell and i just went back and did it again and it was great one, just, one more thing that i that nintendo does well with this open world thing is the saving anywhere aspect of it because mm-hmm. I don't think Breath, I don't think Breath of the Wild really had that, but but this one, if you're working on a puzzle or you're you're out in the open world, or you had a situation earlier that I was watching before we started the show where there's like a giant asleep on a bridge 
And you're like, I'm not strong enough to take this guy on, but I'm going to see if I can sneak around him and steal his crap while he sleeps. Yep. <laughs> and that's, But let me say yeah. it real quick before I do it. And that's really nice to just be able, because the first time you went into the depths, you don't know what's down there and you don't know how deep the <laughs> hole is. And so, so you saved and then jumped off and all the people, yeah. all the people were like, Because the first time I went into the depths, it was just like, hey, big giant hole. Let's go see what happens. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like the game hadn't told me to go there or anything like that. Well, and that's the thing. Hole. I think you went there early. I don't think oh, yeah. you were supposed to be looking quite yet. And you just sort of jumped in. And, uh, but I did save before I did. That. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> it's important. So. We are going to talk a ton more about Zelda. We just spent 50 minutes talking about Zelda. So, uh, you could expect more, uh, in the, uh, in the shows to come over E4. But we do have Sony's, uh, state of play, big, which we have to talk about, uh, which we do have to talk about. Uh, and there are, there are significant things to talk about from it. Uh, and so we won't go a lot of times we kind of go in order of what they announced. There's just a bunch of games. We're not going to touch on every one of them, but we'll definitely hit the highlights. Uh, but kind of just before we get into all the, the details of it, uh, I, I kind of wanted to get your overall feel of what you saw. And, and likewise, I'll give you my overall feel, but from your face, I know where you're at and I'm there too. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. yeah it, it was like, like, okay. Like, like I said, A, Sony, if you're going to do this, don't start your live stream 20 minutes before you <laughs> actually start the thing. I mean, right. be sort of on time because I don't have time to sit in anticipation with my alcohol or food or whatever it is that I've got. <laughs> like, we're not that well off. So please, right. please help me with that. Secondly, um, there, there's probably five games out of the entire thing that I was like, okay, that's cool. And the rest of them were like, eh. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm probably right there with you. Uh which I mean to be fair, five games in an announcement right, uh, but, of it is fine. But but I think my issue is and and the guy actually said it, I can't remember the poor guy's name. He's president of operations or something. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The guy that did the talking he is not jack trent so um uh or uh not jack but but uh kevin butler he is not kevin butler i do miss kevin uh but but so so to to what he said that kind of really put this thing in perspective for me was this is year three of the of the PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5's been out three years and I don't have one. Right? And even if I had one, there's only a few games that I really, really have to play. Okay? I mean, they, they got a good amount of games, but there's really only a few that I really, yeah. really got to play. And so... I think when I got to the end of it yesterday, I'm like, okay, this is year three. And other than a few standouts, this is what you got. That's kind of how I feel. Maybe that's a little harsh 
probably is a little harsh. I yeah. I mean, we know they have more than they showed us because they've already made announcements about other games that they didn't show us. And so I totally get that. Like, if you just don't have anything to show us yet, don't show us anything, and that's fine. But there also wasn't any kind of like announcement that was like, oh, didn't see that coming. Uh, right. Even the Metal Gear. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we mentioned the Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, remake, uh, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. Yeah. But that's been rumored for a long time. Uh, right. It wasn't a big surprise. There was a good sense that that was going to be shown in the showcase. And sure enough, uh, it was as well as a uh, uh, re-release of the the first three games in their original formats, not remastered, not whatever uh, remade games. But the true remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 would be great, but I would have much rather a new Metal Gear. Game. Yeah. You I know, mean, like that would have been really exciting. We we I, we played Snake Eater 20 years ago. Give us another it, one, please. Yeah, and, it was fantastic. We loved it. But yeah, I, you know what game Metal Gear game I want them to not remake? Just finished five. Metal Gear Solid 5 yep. for crying out loud. Like, just give me that game again, but finished. Because that game is phenomenal. That was Metal Gear going open world, and it was so good. And, and then it just ends. And that was terrible. Yeah. It was so bad. How it, anyway, even their kind of big things that they were showing off weren't real big things. So Metal Gear, uh, I mentioned um, uh, Spider-Man. That's how they ended the show with uh, a long look at Spider-Man 2. And so it, it, that's not a surprise because we've known Spider-Man 2 is going uh, coming. They did show, you know, kind of what it's going to be about. And so you get Craven at the very beginning, which is pretty cool. I love, I love, I love that they're, that they're using the spider Like, you, you got to know a little bit about Spider-Man to know Craven the Hunter. Yes, you, like yes. that, that you, you gotta know a little bit, so they're going deep. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, Lizard is going to be a big part of it, according to the trailer or, or gameplay that they showed, at least. But the big thing is that you get the symbiote Spider Man yeah. suit, Pete, whatever's going on. Pete's there. in the Venom suit, and I don't, and he's getting I don't, that kind of like the, the line for Miles at the end of like he's not always like that, like you know, that's going to be a big part of the the both the gameplay and how you play in the Venom suit, but also of like the interaction between Peter and Miles and, and what that's going to be. And it's totally building to a, a, a face-off between Peter and Miles. Like, I think we'll see yeah. that in this game, which sounds really fun. And so, uh, but it's super cinematic. It is what we saw from from the original game. And and there's zero wrong with that. No, there's not. What, what I will say... And and I kind of have this issue with Zelda also. Um, if you're going to build something, we have the technology now to deal with the low times. And so, like, what I want, what I want to say about the second Spider-Man is, you can do whatever you want to do. We know kind of what we're going to get because it, it is a direct sequel. And it's got miles in it. It's got all that stuff. But don't make sure, make sure that if you're going to do it and if you're going to go all out, it needs to be pretty quick. It looks to me like the low times could be an issue with that one. Low times are definitely an issue with Zelda. Well, Um, Zelda, definitely, because Zelda's writing. That's another remarkable thing about Zelda is it looks as good as it does and performs relatively as well as it does on, you know, hardware that's as old as it is. Uh, But playing Miles Morales, uh, Miles Morales load times are fine uh, on PlayStation 5. The original Spider-Man game uh, wasn't great because we were still playing on PlayStation 4, but playing it on and and the uh, 
DLC on, on PlayStation 5. You could very much feel the difference there. Mm-hmm. If it's the same as it was for Miles Morales on PlayStation 5, it'll be fine. Yeah. It won't be anything that ever bugs you. Those load times were lightning uh, quick. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Phantom uh, Blade. The announcement. Yes, Phantom Blade uh, is the the game I didn't know about <laughs> that I was like, that looks super cool. Uh, there was a lot of games I didn't know about that just didn't look that cool to me, but that was what I didn't know about that looks very, very cool. Phantom Blade reminds me of Onimusha. That's all I could... I I had this fixation from Oni, with Onimusha back in the day because I don't yes. remember when that came out, when I played through it, I don't think there was anything like it. You were a samurai and you were dealing with undead and like it, it was just so good. And this reeks of that. And I just, yeah. I'm like, I want that. Let me have that. Yeah. yeah I, I agree uh, completely and, and does look very, very cool. Um, I, the, the one little part that uh, I really dug is it has little face changers. Things. Yeah. And so when uh, uh, I went to China several years ago, we went to uh, an opera where they did, had the face changer performers. And it's so fascinating, you know, to see to see that kind of called out in a video game of having like yeah. a, a nemesis in a video game that does like the face changing masks. And I was just like, Oh, that's super cool. Like it just had a bunch of moments in that little teaser that were like, that's really, really, really fun and interesting, which a lot of games they showed didn't have those <laughs> moments. Uh, but that one definitely did. Um, Assassin's they, Creed's the other one, yeah. Assassin's Creed looks good, uh, which was surprising. It's uh, Assassin's Creed's Mirage, which we knew was coming, wasn't uh, newly announced, um, but it, it's very much a throwback. Feels like classic Assassin's Creed, not like big open world Assassin's Creed that we saw with Valhalla or Odyssey um, or Origins, uh, which are all great games, but just way too big and bloated games. This feels like a much smaller scope, much more what we had in the first couple of games from the Assassin's Creed series. If they could execute, which is a big if at this point, but if they can execute that game and make it good, I'm really uh, pumped about that. And knowing that it's likely not going to be a 50, 60 hour game, like I can give you 50 or 60 hours if you're Zelda. For if one you're game. A 96 yeah. game, you know, like whatever. I can't give you 50 or 60 hours if you're an 83 Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> you know, like I just don't have the time for that. Your games aren't rewarding enough for me to dedicate that time to. Zelda is. And Zelda's in a class of its own. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. That's how it works. But if you give me a 20 hour Assassin's Creed game that's really good, I'll give you that time. But I just, I can't bring myself to pull up Valhalla because I just know I don't have the time for it. And I'm not going to like it as much. I think that's the reason that I felt the way that I felt because I'm watching the thing and I'm, I'm seeing all the games they are putting out and I'm like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to play that. Like yep. maybe we'll get around to that. But, but that's the way I felt with most of them because like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't, I don't have, I don't have yeah. time. I guess. It's not compelling enough for me to spend my valuable time because that's the resource right now that's the most important playing that game. So, yeah, yeah. there were there was a bunch of those and and not uh, some of them. Uh, I'll mention the Talos Principle 2 coming. Yeah. That's one I'll play. That's, Super yeah. pumped about that. Uh, Alan Wake, they showed off the Alan Wake uh, sequel. We Looks need very good. to play that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a franchise. Cause I own two of the the first two games, 
I yeah. own Alan Wake and American Nightmare, and I've never played either one of them. That is a together thing for us that we need to do is play through the Alan Wake franchise uh, yeah. because I, I really do think it's good. Yeah, apparently it is. People really enjoy it, and that game looked really good. Um, Final Fantasy uh, 16 had a trailer that I was not impressed no! by. No! That's a game I'm excited about, and I don't know what it was about that trailer. I <sighs> like I knew it like when it started. I was like, oh, it's Final Fantasy, and then it kind of played through. I was like, is it Final Fantasy? What? Like, it just doesn't look what I was expecting Final Fantasy to be. And then, like, you get into it more, and it starts getting into uh, summons. Like, you get the big ifrit, and I'm yeah. like, okay, it definitely is, but this is not getting me that excited for the game. Well, what what I think you felt is that it was kind of all over the place. Like, like it's all over the they, place. They, yes. they, they, Square has a bad habit of just slapping a bunch of stuff together. Like, like, seriously, cut, 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 cut. It's like, it's like a beginning film studio putting together his first, (laughs) like it just jumps from one thing to another and there's some kind of conversation going on and then it goes to a boss battle and then like, like, it's just, it's, it's floppy and they've done it that way for a long, long time long time and it just it just didn't look good this time yeah. around now that being said it has looked good at other times in the past yeah. and so i'm not gonna say i'm definitely not playing it i'm definitely going to play that game but i don't know if it's good like i played final fantasy 15 uh but i didn't play through a ton of it because it just didn't captivate me and and so that that's the thing is you gotta get me you gotta get your hooks in right um, and there are several other games that look like that. Um, Foam Stars, we mentioned we're talking about what? Square Enix. What is what? <laughs> what? Like, I, like that, that sounds like a Britney Spears reality show. Like, know, like it just, yeah. it, it just sounds like there ought to be something that's a little morally sketchy going on. <laughs> It really, like, there was something that kind of made me feel uncomfortable the whole time watching it. I was like, eh, just a little, because it's, it's very obviously a Splatoon knockoff. Right. But it's foam instead of ink. Uh, but, like, it also is trying to be, like, slightly more grown up, but not grown up. But, like, it, it feels, like, just kind of awkward all the way around. And maybe it's just because we're getting old that, like, it's obviously not appealing to us. But, man, I was like. That that game is not for me. No, uh, you've got plenty of games in here that are for my demographic. That is not one of them. And so, uh, but it's Square Enix, and, and it, that's a point to make. In in a lot of these games that we've talked about, aside from Spider Man, almost everything we saw was third party. Yep. Uh, and so Xbox, to their credit on Twitter, very quickly after that uh, the showcase pointed out, said, "Hey, great show, Sony. That was awesome." And then put out a graphic that said, by the way, all these games are coming to uh, Xbox, which includes Immortals. We haven't talked about Ghost Runner 2. We haven't talked about Marathon. We haven't talked about coming from Blizzard. Uh, excuse me, Bungie. Uh, Metal Gear Solid coming to the Xbox. Alan Wake 2 coming to the uh, Xbox. Uh, Foam Stars coming to the Xbox. I believe uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage coming to the Xbox. Uh, Talos Principle 2 coming to the Xbox. Even more than those that I've listed. Like A lot of that stuff is at first party. Now, playing it on uh, PlayStation is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, any of those games that get 
Game Pass versions, though. I'm going to play them on Game yeah. Pass, you know? <laughs> like, it just is. Aside from Metal Gear, maybe. Um, but the rest of them. Like, I'd be perfectly happy with any of those on Game Pass or whatever. And 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 that's fine. You showed off a lot of good-looking games that are going to be multi-platform, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it, just a lot of what they showed off wasn't stuff that is going to be Sony exclusive. So, be, be, I don't feel as bad about this as what I probably should to kick off E4 because, as we've talked about before, we have a massive back catalog, and and yes. when you get here, the the big the big part of our week, uh, when you get here is going to be resetting my office to set it up so that we can play games more easily, and, and do some different things. There's just a lot of stuff that we need to play. And unless it's a Spider-Man 2 or uh, or something of that vein, I'm not going to like, oh, we have to run out and play that. Like, I'm excited to play the Talos Principle 2. Yeah. But I haven't finished the Talos Principle 1. Like, I'm like <laughs> right. three quarters of the way through the original Talos Principle. And I don't know. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and so I, I I think I would feel worse about this if I didn't have a massive backlog. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. If, if, at this point, if like Sony delivers on one or two really good looking games, Microsoft delivers on one or two good looking games, Nintendo delivers on one or two good looking, like that's a successful summer. I mean, you know, I mean, like I don't need a whole bunch of titles because I don't have time to play a whole bunch of titles. I mean, crap, let's be honest. There was a couple sequels in here that I was like, there was a first game for that. I know that's. I felt that too. Uh, like I, I, definitely a couple of those. And it was like, I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And it was like, whatever, Ghost Runner too. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> this is your first one, but fantastic. Glad you got a second one there. And then I'm all, all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't really want to play that game because I don't know what happened already. Yeah. You know? Like it just, it, there were several of those. Uh, there were a couple of really kind of. Uh, cute indie-ish title looking ones cat quest the pirates of the caribbean yeah yeah <laughs> pretty good uh but the the plucky squire that one i'm really looking forward to the plucky squire looks really really fun and so uh a couple of those that they showed off in there jade raymond uh raymond's studio uh haven studio uh, has this kind of heist game where you're stealing from the rich that could be fun i don't know like it was one i was like eh, it's jade raymond so maybe right. as you know uh we saw what vr uh resident evil 4 which is okay cool so <laughs> so you and i that's one of those on the list that we we need to play the remake we need to sit down and spend some time and play the remake together i don't want to play it vr I, I don't I <laughs> no. I love that it exists for the people that are gonna get into that and what that experience zero, zero interest for me. But like I'm I'm glad they showed up. I'm excited about it. Uh Arizona Sunshine 2 was in there. Yeah, that was cool. There was a handful of other VR stuff. So uh last thing though, really quick, just to mention it because it's new hardware. Uh they did announce uh some new hardware. Uh the PlayStation streaming device, which is currently called Project Q, <laughs> won't 
retain that name. I don't know what they'll end up uh, calling it. Uh, but they have this streaming device that will allow you to stream from your PlayStation 5 console for games that you have installed uh, uh, using remote play over Wi-Fi, which in and of itself is basically uh, a, uh, a DualSense controller that's split in half with a screen in the middle of it yeah. and, and just the like pure like ergonomics of it. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look awful. But in the practicality of it, like, is it going to stream games that you don't have installed on your PlayStation 5? Because if the only thing it does is streams your games that you have installed on your PlayStation 5, that, not that that's what I thought was who's going to use this. Like, yeah. Because uh, they're obviously trying to find some way to compete with the Switch and of the Steam Deck and all that. But, but like those don't require Wi-Fi in your house close to your PlayStation. Uh, right that's uh i i need this thing to be usable on the go and i need to be able to stream games that are not installed on my playstation 5 for one reason just because playstation 5 hard drive space is pretty limited like playstation the, the now may a, do that like they may do that with whatever playstation plus of course which they if they don't do that with this device i don't get this device right they didn't talk about that in this little announcement thing with this advice device. They only talked about being able to stream games that you have installed on your PlayStation, which to me makes this device useless. Pretty silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> now, if you can stream games on the go from PlayStation Plus, that's a different thing. Like then we're talking about something that has some some utility to it. Uh, but if it doesn't have any kind of built-in storage that you can install games on it, which is what it's implying with its uh, announcement. Uh, that you are are streaming all the games off this anyway. Like you've got to give me games that I can stream that I don't have locally installed. Like otherwise, boy, what's the point? If you can't, if it's, it's not a Steam Deck because you're not no. installing games directly on it, and it's not a if it's not an actual streaming uh, handheld. Uh, like yeah, uh, there's there's nothing here for me. I I will tell you what caught me, and I I know you know because I sent you a text. Right? They had, they had <laughs> these they had these earbuds that they're they're talking about available for PlayStation, and and this is pretty much the only reason I want a pair the PC. And, yes. and part of what I've been struggling with is in my office area here when my gaming rig moves what do we do about surround sound and how do we how do we handle that like do we spend the money now or do we wait what do we do by the way i think i have that solved i'll tell you about that later um but but when they said these are available for the pc i remember how good the positional audio for the playstation is if you put on a pair of headphones if these are that good and I can just pop some earbuds in uh, when I'm about to play a PC game. That solves a lot of problems. You get the 5.1 or 7.1 or whatever they decide to code in there for all my PC games. You got me. I don't care what they cost. 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Like I don't. I mean, that's a really good product. I really like that if product. Can, if they can deliver and, and it works well. The biggest thing with any kind of wireless like earbuds or that kind of stuff, which I use wireless earbuds every single day. 
But if you're trying to do it with gaming specifically, there's always a latency issue. And that's one of the things they talk about with this specifically is that it's designed to be low latency. That's the thing that you have to deliver on uh, in order to make this work. If they can deliver on that and have it very, very low latency where you're not hearing audio slightly out of time because it does that weird thing with your brain. If your visuals and your audio aren't in sync, yeah. it makes you uncomfortable. Uh, if they could do that well with these wireless earbuds, then I'm I'm all for it. I, I think that's super cool. Um yeah, you got proof to be you can do it, and that's the that's the kind of big thing right now. And my other, they execute. I'm I'm all for it. My other thing is what's the price tag? I mean, I probably, of course I probably <laughs> I probably pay two hundred bucks. I might pay three hundred bucks, but I'm not paying over that. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously a product to compete with uh, uh, AirPods and you know uh, whatever other beats are in that they have their own yeah. wireless true wireless earbud things, whatever. Like it's going to be in that kind of price point uh so yeah it to me i think it's interesting that they're just now thinking of that because that was a big selling point of, of the playstation 5 was the positional audio we we talked about a couple of years ago we were playing ratchet and clank we just had headphones on like it was ridiculous if if yeah if if every game that i played could sound that good positional wise, and all I had to do was wear a, head, a set of headphones, I'd be all over it. But which they do have the wireless uh PlayStation 5 headphones, I've never tried them, so I don't know what the quality of them uh is, but they do have that. Right. That was one of the launch products, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we I don't know why I like earbuds for the like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I, I know as I get older. Headphones like these, and and these are what we have worked with all our lives. But as I get older, these are getting more uncomfortable. And yes. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. And so I, I think that's part of the reason uh, that everybody's going that route. Not that, oh, everybody wants earbuds. We're just trying to get more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's, that's probably fair. So. So that was uh that was Sony it's just popping up kind of out of nowhere. We'll see if they do another event. I think there's a pretty good chance we'll see more Sony state of plays over the uh over the summer. And so wouldn't be surprised if if we're talking Sony again uh, a little bit later on. Um, but the next big thing I think is the actual Summer Game Fest uh presentation uh which is going to be June 8th uh and so that's just uh like 2 weeks away which is pretty great too. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm trying to see and then uh Microsoft is going to be that um uh Sunday was that the 11th uh is when they do in their showcase and then they have a Starfield thing. Um and then Ubisoft apparently is doing a a showcase the next day that would have been you know, that first day of E3, but it is not uh, <laughs> at this point. So those are the ones that we know that are scheduled so far. And so we'll have lots more E4 content in just a couple of weeks, which will be fun. Lots and lots uh, to deal with lots of stuff going on. It, it is our favorite time of year. Uh, and as much as I'm complaining about having more content that I can watch, it is not a bad thing. Um, yes. it, I, I'm having a good time. I know he's having a good time. Apparently, Logan's having a good time. Thanks for <laughs> watching, buddy. Um, That's the best part of the show for me. I love that I, so much. I, I really wanted to say something, but but when I saw them, I was logged in as us, and I was like, eh, I'm not just going to let that go. 
Um, because one thing I've noticed with the Switch is that somehow, some way, because of the way that the capture card codes the video, it puts a couple of the videos out of order on YouTube. And so Interesting. I actually have to go and look on our YouTube to when those videos were uploaded to see, yeah. you know, what it <laughs> were because it's not putting them up in the right order. And so I've gotten out of order once or twice where, you know, you, you, you go along and then all of a sudden you're doing something else. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, and so that, that has been interesting. Uh, but, but we, you're going to get a lot more Zelda from us. Uh, yes. Logan is watching. You should probably be watching too, because this is the most intent you will ever see Tommy <laughs> play a game. Uh, he, he usually likes to pause and go do other things. That's not happening with this. Uh, I don't know how he's getting it done around a four-year-old, but right. but uh, he is, and so it's definitely worth watching. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, so uh, watch the website because we're gonna have pictures and all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff happening. He doesn't know yet, but we actually have help to uh, reconfigure the odd the office and uh, nice. And I'm going to start working on that in the next couple of weeks. And by the time it's done, we are going to have a Gaming Uncensored Man Cave. And if you want to see what we're thinking about there, I posted a post on pa on uh, Patreon, which nobody responded to. <laughs> I, I can't figure out why, but nobody responded. That's what we're looking at doing or some variant of that. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun because I'll be able to leave the Xbox accessibility controller plugged in and set over to the side. All I have to do is come into our game room and pick it up and off, off I go. And so that, that's the goal with this sort of redesign that we're looking at. And I'm really excited. Because I think it's going to make it a lot easier for us to play games when Tommy's at my place and for me to play games on my own and and actually get to use Game Pass. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Other than that, is there anything else, sir? Uh, I think we're good. Just happy it's E4. You are listening to Gaming Uncensored's continuing coverage of the Electronics Entertainment Expo Extravaganza or Idiots Explaining Entertainment. That's what it is. E4, E3 is dead. You're listening to Idiots. Long live E4. You're, you're, you're listening to Idiots Explaining Entertainment. And it's only on GamingUncensored.com. And we are out. Sister is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff. 
helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored.